Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it's a 12 questions version of the podcast with Ross Chastain, who drives for Premium Motorsports in the Cup Series and JD Motorsports in the Xfinity Series. This has been a year where Ross Chastain's been getting a lot of love for finishing above where people think that their cars should finish each week. That's the kind of thing that gets attention in the NASCAR world. So he's been drawing some praise from broadcasters and people on Twitter, things like that. But in addition to being a good driver, Ross Chastain is also quite fan-friendly. I've had several instances personally this year where I can attest to that. At least three tweet-ups, he's just stopped by unannounced uh, just to say hi. The Atlanta tweet-up was in the pouring rain. We were going to have no guests and Ross Chastain came out there and uh, hung out with the fans in the rain, in the wet, um, and was a trooper about it, just on his own, just showed up. So uh, he's done that several times, as I mentioned, which is kind of refreshing for a driver in the Cup Series. I know he's not a big-name driver necessarily, but uh, a guy who sort of gets the fan interaction element is a, is a big part of it. So it's been fun getting to know him and talk to them at those occasions a little bit this year, and so I also want to include him on the 12 questions since um, we had never done one before. So let's take a listen and see how Ross Chastain answered in his first crack at the 12 questions. All right, everybody, I'm here with Ross Chastain. And Ross, uh, the first question is, how often do you have dreams about racing? Not very often. Uh, how many days a week? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, or, does, do you have Is it at least once a week? I mean, I guess if, uh, maybe maybe once a week, maybe maybe two times. Uh-huh. What what are, what happens in them? Um, well, most of my dreams are about farming, to be honest. Oh, Water, really? Watermelons, yeah. Um, no, the racing stuff—it's usually bad. Everything's—they're all, I guess, nightmares. It's, oh, it's, it's losing races, uh, reliving old races that I lost. Uh, I don't ever—I don't think I've ever dreamed about a race I won. So, wow! And I haven't won in a long time, so there's—it <laughs> was a long time ago. Dang. Okay. Um, if you get into someone during a race, whether it's intentional or not, does it matter if you apologize? Yeah, I try to usually try to, no matter what. They usually don't like to hear it, and I'm the same way when I'm on the other side. So I think you have to, um, just so that you know uh, in your mind that you did. Um, you know, if usually if it's a complete freak deal and an accident. Um, nobody it's okay like they might be mad at the moment as soon as they as soon as they see the replay they're okay but like when you've been racing with the same guys for 20 races in a row especially the way the for xfinity that's what i have experience in um and you're racing against the same guys week in and week out usually it builds up to running into each other and then you just don't care um on both sides so when you're when you're saying sometimes they don't want to listen is it like are, are you calling them are you trying to do it in person texting like how what's your method of apologize i've done everything you know uh -huh. I've, I've called and told to lose their and and in, in, insert word <laughs> lose their effing number um <laughs> i've you know I've wait somebody up. said that to you yep somebody said yep. lose my effing number yeah yep. they'll never call me again <laughs> okay wow well, sounds like a bad date I, sorry sorry that i <laughs> bumped you on that restart but um yeah, and I've had a lot of issues, obviously. Um, so I've tried to work on all that, and you know, uh, I bring a lot of my friends with me, so I don't necessarily go hang out in all the little cliques. They're like high school groupies. Like, uh -huh. It's crazy. I mean, I'm sure you see it, but um, uh, 
yeah so uh, i i do try to apologize and even when i you know i try to because i've never crashed anybody on purpose you know i've, I've bumped into them i've pushed them out of the way but i've never crashed anybody on purpose so um i see guys do it and that's pretty pretty bold so i, I don't think i could ever do that okay what is the biggest compliment someone could give you um man that was a good watermelon <laughs> no no i mean i guess for racing you know i i have gotten it quite a bit this year is just that um they it's funny they talk about the other people that are talking about you and and so i guess that means that they're talking about you too but you know i guess it's a it's a underrated like an underrated i guess might uh-huh. be a good word i don't know it's it's when they when they come up and they face to face you know nobody's gonna say oh, you know uh, or a lot of people will say oh you did such a good job last week but over the big picture you know somebody just when they do say you know wow you're, you're doing a lot with little um which i get that a lot i i can't wait for the day that we can say as this group that no you're you're doing the right amount for what you have because you have a lot now and we're mm-hmm. doing a lot so you know i don't always want to be the little guy um but that's what i get a lot so i guess that's good mm-hmm. that makes sense uh, so NASCAR comes to you and they're like, great news, Ross. We are bringing a celebrity to the racetrack and we want you to host them and bring them around um, for, the, for the race day or the weekend. Um, who's a celebrity that you'd be really excited to host? Um, is it going to be a sports person? Like, yeah, sure. I, don't, I like uh, Brock Osweiler. Really? Brock Osweiler? Yeah. That's kind of random. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just follow him online and and see uh saw what he did there with the uh you know with uh the broncos there and and took them a long ways and and feel like i don't know like peyton they brought peyton back for the playoffs and they won super bowl right that that year so uh but i was a big fan of how he was able to kind of get them there uh hmm. while peyton wasn't in and and um i don't know i just follow him online i'll if i had to pick somebody i guess that would that would be it interesting um, so in an effort to show this is a health conscious sport, NASCAR decides to offer the number one pit stall selection for an upcoming race to the first driver willing to go vegan for one month. Would you do it? I mean, I, I would, I mean, I, I eat anything so I can eat salads if I have to. Um, I don't think it's a big deal. There's ways around it. Um, it wouldn't be ideal, but you know, I, we have, red limousine cows back home and that, that I started with when I was little and we've got it up to about a hundred head and more of a hobby that's turned into a job. But, um, yeah, I could, I could do that, I guess. But I mean, number one pit selection isn't that great. There's a lot of good pit stalls every week. So. Okay. So you might do, I, it, do but... it. I'll do it. Oh, okay. I mean, plus for the publicity of it, <laughs> I mean, all the beef farmers wouldn't be happy with me, but. Okay. Um, so now it's time for the random race challenge. So I've picked a random race from your career and you have to tell me where you finished in this race okay. or try to. Okay. So this is the 2016 fall Dover Xfinity race. Do you happen to remember that one at all? I think I do. I believe 2016. Oh uh, man, that, I remember all the other years at Dover. Uh, I started in 15 with the four car, and um, I don't know. I would say we finished about 17th, probably qualified about there to 20th maybe. I don't know. No, this was a better day than that. Uh, you finished 12th. You started 11th. 
Um, this was a race that Suarez won. You finished right behind Bubba and ahead of Regan Smith in this race. Okay. No, no memory of it. No, not really. Oh, okay. Uh, we do a lot of promoting up there, and by the time the race comes around, it's like finally all the promoting <laughs> is done. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just a blur after that. Yeah. Um, who is the best rapper alive? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I had I, a feeling you weren't gonna uh, give me a good. Uh, be able I, to get I honestly. For this one. I honestly, to, to be truthful with you and not just say who he told me to, the guy standing behind me on the way over here, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I who, believe who, it. Who is it? I don't know. Who's, no, I don't what? know. Oh, you don't know? No, it's, there's no right answer. I well, just, I mean, but who, if you had to pick one, I don't. Oh, I think Kendrick Lamar is. So I don't, I don't keep up with all that. I'm yeah. pretty isolated, I guess. Well, see, see, that's why I have the question on here, because either people know it or it yeah. shows about like their yeah. musical taste that they no. don't know it. Country so, yeah. and... I call it old country, like nineties. You don't then, even like you don't like bro country. No. And then uh, Jay, my cup owner, he laughed at me about a week ago because something came on. I said, "Oh yeah, this is some good old country." And he goes, "Old country, this is the new stuff." <laughs> <laughs> so it was that was funny, but okay. no, 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 no bro country, country, and no, uh, not, I don't know, pretty simple. Okay. Who has the most punchable face in NASCAR? <laughs> Can I? gonna pass on this or not i feel like that you've already punched some faces yeah or, yeah, or been mean, punched i'm not sure being which that, way it went, but being that we're able to stand each other now and we can we've shook hands and we we can pass each other and and say hey uh i guess i can should have started with this but jeremy clements i mean that's that's uh you know it's to answer your question it's pretty punchable but you're you're good now you said though yeah, yeah no we're, your, no we're it and the right after that, it was like nothing ever happened, and he oh. was great. So I'm gonna be great, and um, you know, because I, I granted I was the aggressor when it finally came to a face to face, but I felt like that was that was my stance that I had to do do it. So um, yeah, um, that he he changed right then, and and we've been great, um, you know. So it I don't know. Um, still not the way to handle stuff but um but yeah that's obviously unfortunately first-hand experience in nascar and hopefully that doesn't ever happen with me again well I, i'm i am glad to talk to somebody who is actually punched uh, as part of this question because you know it's almost a theory for the rest of the time so at least we have somebody that has first-hand experience on yeah, the 12 questions. literally first-hand first-hand yeah uh okay so nascar enlists three famous americans to be involved with your race team as part of a big publicity push they're doing they're going to bring Taylor Swift, LeBron James, and Tom Hanks the track. You have to pick one to be your crew chief, one to be your spotter, and one to be your motorhome driver. So who do you pick between Taylor Swift, LeBron, and Tom Hanks for which position? Um, I guess we could put LeBron up on the roof because I can always just turn that down and I don't have to listen to him if I don't want to. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> we can turn our spotters down when we, when we want to. But uh, no, my spotters, both of them are going to give me a hard time about that. But that's, that's good. You got to keep them on their toes. Um, so LeBron up on the roof. Um, I guess uh, Taylor could be uh, the motor home driver, I guess, if I had a coach. And then uh, who's the last one? Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yep. Yeah, I guess he's on the box. I feel like he'll be uh, practical enough. He could t- choose between two and four tires. That's pretty uh pretty easy easy deal there so you don't you don't have a motorhome now so it would be in uh i have a i have a trailer 
uh-huh. one of those toy haulers, and I drive it to the close ones that are around. Oh, okay. But, um, you but drive yeah. it yourself there? Yeah, yep, yep. So, so uh, the rest of the time you're in the hotel life? Yeah, yeah. We just I flew up uh, commercial yesterday into Boston and drove up just to save the team a few dollars. Because um, we can go charter on the charter planes and stuff, but gosh, that stuff adds up. Yeah. So um, if, it's, uh, if it's close enough, it's cheaper to, to drive that thing. And I enjoy it. I, we grew up going in motorhomes and traveling all over, and uh, I just I like – there's always something wrong with them, right? They're always breaking and something's always wrong. So I enjoy tinkering with them and uh, just kind of taking a day or two to get to the track is uh, is not a bad thing. You ever run into fans in the hotel lobby for breakfast or something like that? Um, see them more at like the KOAs and stuff, actually. They'll oh. they'll see, uh, you know, something or they'll see us and, or, you know, we'll be, you talk, I guess you talk more at a campground. Oh, uh, okay. I, I feel like uh-huh. uh, hotels just kind of in and out. But yeah, we every now and then we'll do uh you know we'll do meet and greets at the hotels and stuff since they're um working with us you know sponsoring the race car mm-hmm. um, is usually where the teams try to stay uh, obviously so uh do a meet and greet and meet a lot of people there though hmm. uh what's the key to finding the best pre-race bathroom i'm trying to get better at this because i used to be so nervous like i would wait to the last second you know af- after intros try to like I would never scope it out beforehand. I would uh-huh. just like get off the truck or get off the intro stage and look. And then usually uh, the other, like a lot of the PR people will um, have it picked out for their drivers. Uh, where Alex is like usually setting up our pit boxes. Uh, he's got to get all the computers set up for all four teams. Oh. Um, I'll look for, um, you know, uh, just, just different people um, that I know personally that are PR reps. And um, they'll kind of point me in that direction. But I'm trying to get couple weeks ago i started i just go before intros and i've been fine uh-huh. it's only the difference in 15 20 minutes but it's more for me it was a nerves thing and like oh. you feel like you always have to go i see like the whole time so you feel like if you go right at the end uh, the last possible moment um then you're safe but uh yeah i'm, I'm getting better i've worked on it. i just go before and get it out of the way yeah that makes sense to me nobody had said that all year until denny hamlin said that recently oh, really? like he just goes before he goes to intros and i'm like oh yeah so it's yeah. not that long much longer yeah, but it, I, I get it's just a nerve like it's a, like i don't know i'm nervous like i'm not gonna lie like yeah the whole lead up to the race that's where i get out of my whole career i've always been the most nervous like national anthem the prayer standing out there like plus it's like usually echoing and it's hard to hear who's on stage singing or, or the prayer so you're trying to listen and trying to figure out when they stop praying and when they start singing sometimes there's a delay and tv will show you and you get your head bowed for the national anthem and it's like oh no i wasn't trying to i just can't hear anything so huh um so yeah so that's interesting um so nascar decides to miss the highlight reel value brought by the carl edwards backflip and they want a replacement how much would they have to pay you to backflip off your car after your next win You'd, you'd have to pay for like the rest of my life because I wouldn't make it. Um, no matter what, I, like I've never done a backflip off of anything, and that's, it wouldn't be possible. So I don't think there's a dollar value. Okay. I think I'd rather keep racing. Okay. They, um, they, they got other people that'll do that, I guess. All right. Well, maybe. Have you found anybody that that truthfully would do, could do it? Hemrick uh, apparently can do it standing up without even being off the top of his car. Yeah, I've seen him do it off a late model roof, and that was impressive because they were flimsy. Oh. And that was. Yeah. I think so he did it with checkered like two, a checkered flag in each hand. Really? And like the, they were like waving as he did it. Wow. There's probably a picture out there somewhere. Okay. I think I'm pretty sure I've seen that. That's impressive. 
Well, so Ross, each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next interview. And I just did one with AJ Allmendinger. And um, his question for you is, could you beat Joey Chestnut in a watermelon eating contest? In a watermelon eating contest? Uh Uh-huh. No, I could not because we actually just did one. We do try to do one at Dover every year uh, for our Protect Your Melon and Use Your Melon uh, campaigns. And we did. We had the National Watermelon Queen and the Florida Watermelon Queen, and me and my brother, uh, we all did it. And Queen Savannah, the National Queen, uh, she was done, and I had like just gotten the first layer off of like a, wow. a, a quarter wedge of watermelon. Like it was insane. So uh, she she kicked our butts, basically, is what I'm saying. Um, so no, I could not beat probably anybody i don't think okay well, maybe she could though she yeah i would i would sub her in for me okay uh, let her take my place so uh, unfortunately unlike aj uh you'll have to give a random question because i don't know who the next interview is with so um no watermelon question yeah specifically but so just any question uh yeah i mean i i'm not sure somebody in this garage or, or the, yep. the cup garage or something yep. Yep. um i guess would if you felt like like so I've asked this question, and no one has ever done it for me. But if you felt like you were struggling in practice, would you let somebody get in your car to, to shake it down to see what they thought that was better? Like a like I've asked when I drove for Brad uh, and his truck team, I asked Brad to get in the truck, and he said no. He wouldn't do it. And I said, oh. I just want you to get in like take it out one time. And so all along the years, I've asked other people when Landon was here, I wanted him to get in, my, in the four car. Nope, they, nobody ever wanted to do it. So oh. I just, would you do it? And then if you could, who would you pick? So well, why don't they do it? I don't know. Oh. I've gotten in other people's. Like, I've people have other, asked you yeah, yeah, and you yeah. went? Oh, I go get in trucks like almost every weekend these days. Like, you know, I've gotten in, uh, I got in at Charlotte for uh, Corbin Forrester in, in their seven truck. And then um, I got out of that in the 49 truck, which is a premium truck. So I drive their cup car. Uh, they saw me get out, so they asked me. So I went down and got in the forty nine truck right after that. Huh. You know, so um, you know, I just get in, adapt the seat a little bit, get the seat belts where they fit, and and go run three or four laps just to give my opinion of what the truck's doing. So I I'm struggling at New Hampshire this week, and I would like for somebody to get in the car now and tell me what they think. Um, gotcha. But it just I've asked, and it never seemed nobody else ever seems to want to do it. So I've, I guess would you do it? And then if you would, who would it be? And I don't know. I I would like like this weekend. I'd like Priest to come back and get in. And yeah. Tell, me, tell yeah. me what he thinks. Right. Like, tell me. All right. Tell me your honest opinion. He's driven the car before. You know, somebody with a good experience. Okay, that's a very interesting question. Thank you. That, that, that's a good one. Uh, thanks for doing this interview. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Ross Chastain on the twelve questions gave some good, thoughtful answers on that one. I appreciate him doing that. Coming up on the next edition of the podcast, it's going to be a How I Got Here, and it's going to be with two IndyCar drivers, Zach Veach and Dalton Kennett, and they were here in Portland, Oregon recently, and I got to meet them at a coffee shop, and so we sort of did a different sort of How I Got Here, where I talked to both of them about their story, and then in light of the recent news that the IndyCar ladder system is no longer going to be backed by Mazda. I talked to them about how that might change and how important the IndyCar ladder system is for other people to get where they are. So different sort of one, but if you're interested in sort of driver development type things, that would be a podcast that may uh, interest you. And then I'm not exactly sure what my plan is going to be for the post-race podcast this weekend because I'm going to be at the Knoxville Nationals in Iowa, 
on Saturday night. Then I will fly home first thing early Sunday morning, hopefully arrive uh, back home in Portland in time to watch the end of the Michigan race or maybe most of the Michigan race, depending on when my flight arrives. And then obviously I will do a, a podcast concerning that. So I'm not sure what the format will be. I may need some help with people to send me questions or things like that, but uh, we'll figure that out a little bit later in the week. And then if you enjoy the 12 questions interviews coming up next week is William Byron, Willie B from Hendrick Motorsports. He's on the 12 questions. So hopefully you will tune in for that one as well. If you are someone who does your shopping on Amazon, especially with the back to school stuff coming up, if you have any kids or you're in school yourself, please consider starting your shopping by going to the link jeffgluck.com slash Amazon. And then it will take you right to the Amazon homepage and I will get a small credit for your purchase. No cost to you, but I get a little commission for the website. And then that helps me buy some household items and things around here, including what we will be using for our diaper fund for the baby coming in less than three months. So if you aren't a patron and you still want to help support the podcast, that's something you can do free of charge. And again, doesn't increase anything uh, on your end as far as price wise. Anyway, regardless of how you support the podcast, just by listening, I really appreciate that. All of you guys are why I do this. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. And I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.